0: I've got two best friends that don't know they're actually my best friends. You guys know people like that, that you either listen to their podcast or you follow them online. Sarah and Beth from Pantsuit Politics are my BFFs because they teach me so much during their podcast. But guess what? They have a brand new book called Now What How to move forward when we're divided about basically everything. And that bad boy comes out on May 3rd. If you're tired of the anxiety, frustration, and fear that pervade your connections with other people, both online. And in real life, Sarah Stewart Holland and Beth Silvers want you to know one thing you are not alone. Listen, in this book, they're going to help you understand the powerful connections you have with other people on a personal, community based, national, and even international level. They show you how to engage with your family with a spirit of curiosity, listen closely to anxieties and fears of your friends, understand your work as a citizen in a diverse country, hold lightly those things that are beyond your control around the world. I want you guys to do is head over to pantsuitpoliticsshow.com to learn more. And you can also order your copy today from Amazon or wherever you buy books. What is good? Human hope, familia. It is Thursday, May the fifth, twenty twenty-two. This is episode fifty-seven of the Human Hope podcast, and my name is Carlos, and together with Gilberto Cabello, Carlos for short, and I am your. Our host on what I believe is going to be a very hopeful conversation for you today. I'm in Sacramento, California. I'm about to speak at the Thrive Conference. Um, it's going to be today, if you're listening to this on the day that the podcast comes out, uh, which is May 5th. And I'm excited. Like, it, conferences are, are happening again. Last week, I was in Atlanta, um, Georgia at the Orange Conference. And again, again I got to speak into, a, into an arena with 6,000 people. Um, and I'm just excited that conferences are back. People are gathering again. Um, I know that there's more work yet to be done uh, with this pandemic and making sure that we are staying as healthy as we can, but also it is good to see the world beginning to heal uh, and some normalcy begin to come back. I I know for me as a speaker and as a communicator, that is something uh, that I'm excited about. Um, I'm also really excited that I had myself the perfect in and out order today. Okay, now now I, I'm very opinionated when it comes to in and out. I'm very opinionated with what you need to order. And I wanna, I, I'm gonna change your life now. Now, today is actually, just so you know, we'll just start from Jump straight here. Um, this is a QA and a episode. I've never done one of these, okay? I've never done one of these, but I decided, you know what, today I'm going to just answer some questions. Uh, it's, it's one of the things that the Insta Familia loves the most is when I normally, like if I'm on a long flight, I'll do some Q&As and I'll type the question out or my answer out and I'll put it in slides. And I thought, you know what? The the human hope familia hasn't had this yet. So why not have some questions? And so these questions are all over. We're we're talking faith. We're talking parenting. We're talking Roe versus Wade. We're talking all, all the things. Okay, we're 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 gonna talk about a lot of things. Some lighthearted stuff, some heavier stuff. And this is just a, this is just me hitting record um, and answering your questions to the best of my ability. So, so so know this, okay. So understand this. You are just getting one man's opinion. Okay, you're getting Carlitos' opinion when it comes to all of these topics. Take them or leave them. Um, but if you've been following long enough, I, I hopefully I've built a body of work that you can trust that I'm trying to help you is the goal. And and you guys are asking some deep questions. Um, so we're gonna get to those in a second, but I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the question that none of you asked that you should have asked, which is what is the best in and out order? Like like what is the go-to? Like if I'm going to in and out and a lot of you guys have never been before, what is the one thing that you got to order? Like what like what is it? And I'll tell you what mine is, okay, right away. This is what I get every single time. I get a double double spread only got to say spread only because they, they, they'll put all the others, they'll put lettuce and tomato. Listen, if, if I wanted a salad, I would have ordered a salad. Okay. Don't put a salad on my, on my sandwich, on my burger. Okay. Um, so you get, I get a double, double spread only. So that's two patties. Um, they're, and they're not big patties, two patties, um, two slices of cheese spread. The in and out spread is vital, so important. Spread only, but then I add, chopped chilies. Now, this is the game changing moment for many of you. Many of you didn't realize that the little chilies that you can get next to the ketchup at uh, In-N-Out, they will chop them up and they will put those in your burger. It changes everything. Then what I do is I I just get my fries because I think this is a number three. Um, I get my fries, but I order the fries well done. That's right. You can order your fries well done at In and Out. They take a little longer, uh, but those bad boys are crispy when you get them. And so that is th- that. There, there's the life change tip right there. Chopped chilies. You can add chopped chilies. Now, some people get animal style, which is like they put grilled onions on their burger. I'm not a fan of like grilled onions myself. I know a lot of you guys are. So you can do all that. But my game changing life hack tip for today is add them chopped chilies. Okay. You want a little bite? Um, add add the chopped chilies. <clears throat> All right. Enough about that. Um, before we hop into the q and I did want to talk for a second about something that I think is really important uh, that that happened on, well, it happened on my social media this week, but nobody nobody knows, um, unless you're like really diving in and paying attention to a lot of the comments. Um, and, and this speaks to, I think something really important that we are facing as a culture, um, as a, as the human race. Um, and that is, we don't, we, we're inundated with so much information, like nonstop info, right? Like, like we are just inundated nonstop that sometimes I think we don't slow down enough and pause enough and stop consuming enough To ask the simple question, what does this mean? Right. I mean, there is the question. Right. What does this mean? What do they mean? Okay. What does this mean? What do they mean? And we're just not slowing down enough to ask that question. Why I say that is okay. So, so, so. I guess this was two days ago. So, if it is Wednesday now, on Monday. I was um, having a conversation with a friend of mine about um, just kind of life situations. And then I was seeing some things happen on Twitter where suddenly I thought, you know what? I've got an idea about this. And a lot of work that I've done in my life has helped people find freedom, right? Like that, like I'm, I'm about inner healing prayer. You know, I'm, I'm just like a freedom finder, right? That's what I want to help people with. So I wrote on Monday at 9.30 9 a.m. Central Time. This is what I what I put it on Twitter and I put it on Instagram. Okay. People think they will find healing by raging, comma. When the damage being... Well, I guess I don't have to say comma. If I pause, you guys can hear it. So, okay. I'm going to try it again. <laughs> Sorry. People think they will find healing by raging when the damage being done inside of them is clinically and scientifically proven. The longer we stare at the cause of our pain versus the source of our healing, the longer we stay in chains. Okay, that, that was it. And then my my actual um, caption underneath that is, long-term healing is greater than short-term seeding. I love coming up with little phrases like that even though it didn't really rhyme like I wanted it to. Okay. So that's what I said. Now for the first two hours that post was up, it was like nonstop, you know, like, man, like that, you hit me right between the eyes. Like people were getting it. I was like, okay, no, you know, like, I feel like this is helping people. That's what I'm trying to do. But then, then I, like, I I actually, that was the same day that the, um, that political Politico article with the leaked Supreme court Um, potential ruling came out. So the next morning I woke up and um, I'm going to try to find the comment here. I I woke up and, oh yeah, this was, and I saw a comment that said, this is so tone deaf at this moment. Um, Our rage is righteous. And then somebody else said, for the first time, I so completely disagree. It's okay for men to rage. Um, but what about women fighting for their rights? Um, and then somebody else said, "Do you have a uterus?" Question mark. No? Question mark. Then respectfully, don't talk about rage. So I'll be honest with you. I had no idea where this was coming from for about for about two minutes. I was reading these things, going like, "What?" And then I, and then it hit me. Oh, these people think that I typed this as a response to the Supreme court leaked documents, which isn't true. Right. So I, 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 unless I'm a prophet um, and trust me, I don't have like inside Intel into the Supreme court situation. I, I wrote this before that document was leaked. And so my, my post had nothing to do with, um, with that. And if people would have re- if these people that commented would have either asked a question or slowed down a little bit, then there wouldn't have had to been this triggering set. This one lady unfollowed me and then she blocked me. Is because I, I tried to DM her like, Hey, that's not what I was talking about. And then she came back and she realized when she saw a couple other comments um, where I was talking about why I posted it, she like unblocked me and was like, um, Oh, sorry. I thought you meant something else. How often do we think somebody meant something else? Uh, honestly, it, it could be daily. I just I, I think that we're not slowing down enough to to let um to to I don't know to maybe find the right answers right like we're not slow we're, we're so reactionary these days I think it's just so unhealthy like what what if the goal for the next six months because there and we're gonna to get to this in the Q and A in a second uh, is just to slow down like I just think. If we could slow things down, then the rage machine will slow down. the the rage machine will um, inevitably become less. okay, so that's all I got to say on that. Like, I think we need to slow down because I think we're moving too fast. We're not even giving people the benefit of the doubt anymore. Um, And, and our reactions are so strong to things that maybe they don't even mean. Right. So if there's one thing I've learned to do, um, even in my reactions on social media, my reactions on Instagram and all the things over the last two years specifically is slow down. You know, um, a lot of people, Um, I mean, there's just been so much, um, so many people wounded on social media because of not even of what somebody meant to say, but because of what they just said, and that there's been so many people whose feelings have been hurt. Um, and, and that's not even what they were trying to say. You know, I mean, you know, people are so quick to cancel these days. We, we, we definitely live in this. Season of, gosh, um, where people are are like addicted to punishment. Like we love to punish. We love to see people punished. And, you know, a lot of the data and the research shows that people that love to punish, people that love to cancel, to be honest with you, is that those are the, that is like their defense mechanism for getting found out and getting punished themselves. And so I I just think we need to, we need to break. We slow down so that we we don't have to um, be so quick to speak on things and ultimately, you know, end up with our foot in our mouth, um, foot in our mouth. Put your foot, yeah, that, that's what it is, foot in our mouth. So anyway, slow down, everybody relax. It's, you know, it's a, it's a hot button week. We got, we got Roe versus Wade, the possibility uh, inevitably that it's, it's going to be over, overruled. So people are like hot and, um, you know, I'll say this again, like, like you will rarely now I'm sure it happens every once in a while, but I, I have yet to see two people go at it on in the comment section of a Facebook post where um, they have changed each other's minds. <laughs> right. So it, it's almost like, like we stand up on our soap, soap boxes so that we can feel good about how well we're giving our speech, defending our whatever viewpoint it is. And that's not the goal of conversation. It should never be the goal of conversation. Um, yeah, okay, there's that. look look, I'm, I know, there was a bunch of questions on that, but I, I just thought that was something that I wanted to get to. Let's hop into uh, the Q a. Let, let's hop into you guys and your questions and uh, some of the, again, you guys are just so thoughtful in your questions uh, that I look forward to you guys teaching each other over these next few minutes. So sit back, uh, relax and enjoy these this brand new version of a podcast episode that is a Q&A, q and episode with your host, Godless Whitaker. Here we go. One of our partners this week is Athletic Greens. And you guys know I love me some Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens because my gut health was a disaster. I'd gone and had a colonoscopy, all the oscopies, and the doctors were like, listen, we're going to have to put you on acid reducers basically the rest of your life. I did not want to do that. So what did I do? I started talking to friends. And one of them recommended Athletic Greens. So I started to do a little bit of research, and I realized this has really helped a lot of people's gut health. It transformed mine. Okay, so I'm just telling you as somebody that takes it every single day, that it has literally changed my life. And when I say that, it's because I was miserable. I was nauseous. My stomach hurt all the time and it is fixed. And I'm so grateful for Athletic Greens. There's lots of benefits about Athletic Greens. First of all, for me, as I travel, there's little travel packs that I love to use. Those travel packs are really important for me. Um, Also, just understanding that there's 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods that are inside of Athletic Greens as well. And there are over 7,000 five-star reviews um, and testimonials. People love it. So this is what you guys need to do. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash humanhope. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash humanhope to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Nobody likes waiting for a paycheck, especially when you got bills due. Good thing there is Chime, another one of our partners. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early, it's also an award winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. Now, listen. What I want you to do, because I don't know what you're waiting for, is but besides your paycheck, right? Is to get started with chime. And how you're gonna do it, it's gonna take you less than two minutes. Okay, trust me. Head over to chime.com slash human hope. That is chime.com slash human hope. And you guys can sign up in less than two minutes and you will realize why it is I love chime so much the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by Stripe bank & a pursuant to a license from visa usa chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secure chime credit builder visa credit card regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve okay so li- I'm, I'm literally just scrolling through my instagram now um, at the q a and uh and again the 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 topics were wide open. I gave people a blank slate when it came to hey, let's do a Q and I said uh, it can be parenting, humaning, faithing, fishing, speaking, loving, fence building. Anything's on the table, and so this is going to be so random, but it's going to be so fun. Let's start with this one. Um, a Conrad seven eight that, zero four. That's that sounds like like a nineteen ninety five America Online username which it may still be a Conrad 7804. Um, The question is, how's Larry? Uh, And you guys know that Larry is my friend who is still in the hospital after COVID. It's almost been a year. Um, And I'll tell you, you know, two weeks ago, he almost died again. Um, I've been in touch with his beautiful wife, Jessica, and um, it's been hard. You know, they, they were beginning to have some end of life conversations. And then Larry just kicked back in. It's like the guy has nine lives. And I I would just really appreciate, again, you guys continue to pray for Larry. So he's still very, very, very sick. Um, I think, again, he went in the hospital, I think it was last August. It is now May 4th uh, with COVID. And he's still there. He's still there. He is, he is for me, um, a representation of just the cruelty of, um, of COVID and what it can do to, to a healthy young man. Um, so he's got, you know, two little kids. Thank you guys for for praying for them. Um, okay. <sighs> Dating rules for your teens. Uh, just rewind back to episode 56 of the Human Hope Podcast, which is last week. And literally the title of the podcast is Parenting dating teens and dating teens talking about their parents. So, uh, we talked about that last week. Um, The next question uh, I love this is hilarious from Jen McDonald. Why are you wearing a mask on a plane? Because I was wearing a mask on a plane when I took the picture. Uh, And the reason why is because I don't want to get sick. (laughs) And I, I probably will always wear a mask on a plane or in a in tight quarters inside. You know I don't want to get a cold. This is actually I don't want to get the flu. I don't want to get COVID. I don't want. I have to speak for a living, and so uh, when I'm in tight quarters with a bunch of people coughing around me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wear a mask. And that's just that's just me. That's not you. Um, but. My voice is something that I use for a living and I don't want it to lose it. So whenever I get sick, I lose my voice very quickly. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm one of the, I'm one of the maskers. I'm one of the guys that, that wears masks on airplanes, even though 90% of the plane isn't, I'm not judging them and hopefully they're not judging me. Some people were, I could tell, but um, that's why, that's why I'm wearing a mask on a plane. Um, Lang Fit K-E-I asks, let's see, do you ever get nervous before you speak? If so, how do you handle it? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I get nervous before I speak. You know, every crowd is different. So, I mean, I could tell the same, I could do the same talk in front of five different crowds and they um, are all going to, they're they're all going to respond differently. So like as a speaker, that's one thing that I love to do is I love to, I love the challenge of a new crowd. I actually love, really love the challenge of like a dead crowd, like a crowd that, you know, isn't very responsive. I'm like, oh no, I'm going to get them. Like I'm going to get them by the end of this talk. Um, but yeah, I get I get nervous a lot. You know, I mean, this is a great example. To, tomorrow, you know, I'm speaking to this Thrive Conference. This is a, a church leadership conference. I don't do leadership conferences. Okay. The reason why is because like I'm not... I mean, sure, I guess I'm a leader, but like, I don't like lead an organization. I don't lead a staff. Like I'm lead myself. I lead the Insta Familia, but like, I'm not like a business leader kind of deal. So knowing that this is like church leaders, like, like I, I got fired on almost got fired from a bunch of churches. (laughs) I definitely was reprimanded a lot from at North Point, Andy Stanley. I mean, if you, you guys could have heard some of the conversations I had with the leadership at North Point. Um, I wasn't, you know, like I was, I wasn't mature in those days. And I, I just, I, I get nervous talking to leaders because I'm like, Hey, I'm the guy that probably is driving you crazy. Um, so, so speaking very specifically to tomorrow's crowd, I'm a little nervous. I guess today's crowd now I'm a little nervous, uh, but I think that's good. I think it's good. So, you know, how I handle it is I just got to get up and just got to do it. Um, sometimes the nervousness will come from a lie. And if, and if that's the case, then, then I definitely have to break the agreement with that lie, right? Like I, I've got to confess the lie, reject the lie, and replace the lie with God's truth. So... I do that constantly. That's from my book, Kill the Spider. Confess the lie, reject the lie, replace the lie. So say, say it's um, say I'm speaking like after Tony Robbins. Like I'm like he's gonna speak first, I'm gonna speak second. I'm like, oh great, awesome, awesome. Tony Robbins, like this guy gets paid like a hundred thousand dollars for a speech, and that's not what I get paid. And he's amazing. I I suck, no one's gonna want to listen to me. Those are lies. So I say, I confess the lie that I am not as good as Tony Robbins. I reject the lie and I send it to the foot of the cross and then I replace the lie with the truth that I actually am a gifted storyteller and communicator. So like I do that, like I go in the bathroom and I look in the mirror and I say these things to myself. That is one way that I, um, I get over it. Great question. And, oh, and that was from langfit.kel. el Okay. Um, your thoughts, let's just get out the way. Your thoughts on Roe versus Wade. Um, okay, so this isn't going to be what you guys are looking for. You guys are, are I, I can already tell, like just from my DMs, like you guys are wanting me to say one thing or the other, like what, what I believe. And let me say the first thing. I'm going to take a sip of water. First thing is this. Um, I'm a little surprised that people are surprised. Only because... Like uh, again, this is just me. Didn't we know this was going to happen? I, I think we once, once um, the the Supreme Court justices kind of got got in place. Um, once the last administration put the justices in place, like we knew that this was the plan. And um, you know, pro choice and. Um, life. I don't, I can't even remember how, what, Whatever's everyone's calling themselves these days, but um, everybody kind of knew that this was, this was where it was going. So, well, the first thing is my, my thought is like, I'm not surprised. Like I'm, I'm not going to play the, oh my gosh, like shocked. I can't believe this happened now. Um, you know? Okay. So there's that. I'm not shocked. Um, I think people can, you know, it's, it's a, it's a little bothersome when people pretend to be shocked by it, but whatever. Okay. Uh, The the second thing is this, and and I've said this, um, you know, I've said this on on my Instagram before, but like abortion is, it has never been the, um, the, the passion project for me as far as like, that's not the thing, the issue that I like run after, um, that, that I'm very loud about. I get, I get pushed back all the time because I don't talk enough about, um, Rover Suede and and the abortion conversation. I get a lot of pushback on that. Um, I do, on the other hand, speak to the death penalty a lot. The right, I speak to that. I speak to. So I, you know, I've always said, like I'm I'm for life. I don't like the word pro because what that does is it it for me it lumps me into a category. <clears throat> if I were to say I'm pro life, it lumps me into a category um, that I don't want to get lumped into um, because of just the the hijacking I think of that term so I like to say I'm for life I'm for life from the womb to the tomb like all of it um, so my thoughts are 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 this like um, I I would love to see zero abortions in America okay I would that 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 mean who wouldn't want that right like who 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 wouldn't want to see that okay like I, I don't think. At least, at least the, the pro-choice friends of mine um, that I have a lot of, they're they're not for abortions. <laughs> they're not for more abortions. Okay. Um, what I would love to see now that this has happened. So, this, so this is my my thinking. Okay. So, okay, it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to. It's it's going to happen. So now, okay, now that Roe versus Wade is going to get overturned. Now it's like now it's time to see because okay, so what we're gonna see now is are the true four lifers, okay. F O R, not F O U R four lifers. Like we're gonna we're gonna get a chance now to see, okay, who's really pro-life. Um, because like like we we see the data, okay. Um now somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm very willing to be corrected. Um, but the data that I'm seeing shows that um in countries where Ab- abortion is illegal and countries where abortion is not illegal. There's like no difference in the amount of abortions that happen. So, so we know that abortions are going to continue to happen. Okay, that that's a that's a given. Nobody can say they're not. Okay, this isn't you know um, handmaid's tale. This isn't like like we know they're they're going to continue to happen. There's going to be states where people can go to. They're actually going to continue to happen in the states where um where they shouldn't, or, or where they make a law where they're not going to be able to have abortions anymore. Okay. We know they're going to continue to happen. So now, now that, now that this is going to be overturned, what I look forward to is seeing, okay, so now we get to actually, we're going to actually get to see if we get to put some policies in place that are going to actually lessen amount of abortions that happen right what 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 benefits can you know Healthcare benefits can happen um what what are all sorts of things that can happen outside of a law being put into place um that can help less abortions happen because that is the goal um there's a there's an incredible um uh i'm gonna i'm gonna post it in the show notes but The Holy Post, if you go to YouTube and search for their um, uh, abortion video, um, they Roe versus Wade video, they have a, it's actually, it's from a Christian perspective, a great, great, great viewpoint as to maybe what needs to happen as opposed to just laws being, you know, a law being put into place, um, knowing that the data showing us that a law isn't going to lessen the amount of abortions that happen. Um, what what now gets to happen? So I think all of that to say, I think for me, um, when I think about what's happening with Roe versus Wade, one, I'm not surprised because this was going to happen, right? When we saw who was elected, Supreme Court's going to happen. Two now that it is going to be overturned, what policies and systems are going to be put in place to help young women not have abortions? Like what? What? What, what are we actually going to do? Right? The laws that I'm I'm telling you guys. I mean, look at look at. I mean, let's go to like the simplest of laws. They they all get broken constantly, right? That a law isn't going to stop somebody from doing something that what they want to do. So, what can we feasibly do to actually? help lessen the number of abortions that happen that's what I care about right that, honestly like like the, that's like my goals like how can I love on the woman um, that is that is in need that that is in need of having a conversation right like like how many um you know how many young women that are thinking about having an abortion or older women, I mean, I don't know, whoever, how many of them are being surrounded by people loving on them, giving them other options? Like, is that even happening? I, I don't think so, but maybe, I mean, maybe, but I'm saying like, those are the things that need to happen. So, so yeah. So like I'm, I'm for life, I guess you know that's not what you wanted to hear i know you guys want to hear like i'm either pro-life or i'm pro-choice and women's rights and all all the things um no like i'm 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 for life all the lives okay not just not just you know of the unborn but of the born and of the five-year-old and of the 35-year-old and of the 95-year-old for life all life uh that's 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 where i'm at that's where i stand so um that was, how long was that? How long was that answer? I don't know. That was probably longer than it needed to be um, until I finally found my footing. I think of where I landed on that. That was good. It was good for me to kind of say all those things out loud. Um, hopefully that was helpful for you. And now you just kind of know where I'm at. So, you know, and then also just understand this, you know, like not every, I'm a Christian, not every Christian, like, like this has to be the thing that they're fighting for constantly. It's just, it's just not the thing that God's placed on my heart. Um, you know, I mean, not everybody is like, is like, like out there feeding the homeless. It, but we, I mean, as a Christian, don't you think that's something you should be doing, but that's not something you're advocating for. So you're a horrible Christian. I'm just tired of people calling me a horrible Christian. Cause I'm not like, you know, at pro-life marches. Um, I'm just, anyway, that's a, That's an aside. The Lord places things in our hearts that we, um, um that he places in and that, that we get passionate about. And um, anyway. There's my, I, I could keep rambling on that, but that, th- those are my thoughts on Roe versus Wade, right? Those are them. And um, yeah, that's it. Next question. So that was, thanks Amy Statch, for that question and the other thousand people that asked me for my opinion on that. Um, okay, I mean, th- and then this moves into the same conversation, right? Um, tips for having a good conversation between pro-choice and pro-life folks. Again, also- like, can I ask how many of you guys are like hate to even be lumped into those camps pro choice or pro life, right? That's why I like, I hate Republican and Democrat. The fact that like you, you have to pick one or the other, right? Like how many of you guys feel like, oh, there's probably some of, there's probably some truth that I agree with on both in both of those camps. So can we make another camp? Um, anyway, tips for having good conversations uh, between what we're, we're just talking right now, pro-choice and pro-life. Um, I have an episode of my podcast. I love that I have so many podcasts now, episodes now that I actually have to like scroll um, to find to find them. Okay, let's see here. Uh, so I've got a very specific episode that, that helps you with exactly that. Um, I'm getting there. Oh my gosh, this is live on the fly. Um, almost there. Wow. When did I do this? Overcoming fear? Nope. Texas. Nope. Amish family travel hacks. Sorry guys. I thought it was going to come soon. I must've done this episode at the very, at the very beginning. Um, I Oh, here we go. It it was episode number nine. That's why. Okay. We're episode 50 something. And this is episode nine, episode nine. Um, go back and it's titled how to have hard yet healthy conversations with people you disagree with. Um, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, so there, that, that'll help you. <laughs> so that's me telling you, uh, those are my tips are all going to be in there in that episode. You can stop this episode right now, go to episode nine, and you've got an hour's worth of content for you. Um, all right. How about, oh, this is a great one. Bit 16 how do you deal with compassion fatigue? This is very real, right? It seems like the whole world is on fire. I agree with you. Um, J Blitz or not Blitz Bits, J Bit 16. And I think I've talked about this before and I'll talk about it again. Um, th- you have to simplify, th- you have to simplify your content consumption. Okay. We were not created to consume the amount of content we are consuming. We just weren't, our souls and our psyches were not created to consume the amount of content we consume. And so like, we've got to lessen the amount. We were not created to know what is happening all around us all the time. We are not God. We don't have the capacity in our hearts to know everything like God did. So why are we trying to know everything, right? We 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 weren't supposed to know. We aren't supposed to know what's happening halfway around the world. Like as a, as a species, as humans, you know, I, I think back to like our original design and like we were, Literally designed to just know what's happening in our communities and our whether you know you walk to the market and you talk to the fish guy and like you learn about what's happening with him, and then you got some local news in your village, and then you go back to your family. Like that's like that's what we're meant to be and meant to do. And there's just so much now. It's just so much. Um, so I think what's gonna help is to lessen the amount that you know. Ooh. That, that is like the opposite of what um of what we think now right like we feel like we gotta know everything right like like to answer that that last question about roe versus Wade like I looked at that and I thought man I, be, I better study <laughs> and then I thought wait wait a second no I'm just gonna tell them what I think so want to think I don't need to st- I don't need to know more but we know too much we just we just do so what are some what are what are some life hacks with that one thing that that I, that I love to do is to read an actual newspaper that that's right. Like I get a subscribe to a newspaper or a buy a newspaper. And that is the only source of news I get for the day. That means that I get to read the paper in the morning. And then the next time I find news out, unless it comes across my phone um, is like in a push notification is the next morning when I read the next newspaper. And I try to tell people this all the time, you'd be surprised (laughs) at the freedom you're going to feel when you stop consuming news all day long. You'll give me surprise at how much you're going to be able to breathe when you stop consuming news all day long. Um, We weren't created to know everything that we know and surprise, surprise, the world isn't going to fall apart if you don't know what's happening in the moment. Oh my gosh. I mean, do you remember the days? Are you guys old enough to remember the days that the only way we got news was like at 5 PM when like Peter Jennings told us, or he'd tell my dad as I was walking by on world news tonight. Like that was it. That's, that's when I, I got my news and, or the next morning in the newspaper. And that, that is it. Like lessen the amount that, um, that you're consuming. And when you lessen the amount that you're consuming, you will end up, I promise you um, with less compassion fatigue because you just won't know as much, um, which is just super helpful. Um, okay. Oh, this is a great question. From Kendra, I'm not making my 19-year-old go to church anymore. I want it to be her choice. Is that okay to do? Yes, I think it's, that's okay to do before they leave your house. I think that it has to you ha, there has to come a point where it becomes their faith, right? The last thing you want to do, and I know I know that for a lot of us, like we <laughs> like the church is such a safety net for us. Uh, that we believe like, oh my gosh, if they can just come and hear this one message, you know, you, you hear that message and you're like, oh my gosh, I wish that Johnny boy was here. I wish Johnny boy was here because I wish that he, he could hear this message. Listen, Holy Spirit doesn't need a sermon to get to Johnny boy's heart, right? The, what, what Johnny boy needs more than anything is your consistent prayers. Um, so yeah, I guess I, I, I think it's okay. I know it's okay. You know, I mean, there's times Losite doesn't want to go to church and we're like, okay, you don't have to go to church. Um, He's, he's 16 now. There are most of the time, like he's going to have to go because like, we either don't want to leave him at home alone or whatever. And and he he wants, I mean, he loves going to church. Like last week, he literally didn't go to the Nashville SC soccer game with me because he wanted to go to church with his friends instead. I'm like, what, 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 what perfect child do I have here? You want to go to church instead of going to a soccer game with your dad. But um. Just just know that it's, it's easy for me, to, I know it's easy for me to say from the perspective that I'm sitting in with three kids that love going to church, that, oh yeah, sure, of course. Like if one of them said that they didn't want to go to church anymore, I wouldn't make them go to church. That's really easy for me to say. But some of you that are walking through this right now, where your kids have walked away from whatever faith it is you were instilling in them, I know that's hard. I know that's difficult. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like that is something easy. So know this Kendra, I'm thinking about you. Um, and, and I know it's hard, uh, but it, it is okay. And they'll, they'll find their way home. Um, they'll, they'll find their way home. Okay. Uh, oh, I like this one. This next question is about my beats. Okay. I've got um, the beat. Oh, Oh, which ones do I have? I have to find them. I don't have AirPods. Okay. So listen, my, my AirPods, I'm on like the my fifth, my my fifth Beats Fit Pro. That's it right there. My, my fifth set of AirPods. Either I lose them or they start crackling like, you know? And so I'm like, oh, um, and they always fall out of my ear while I'm running. They just never fit. So I decided to um, give it a shot, did a bunch of research and I bought myself some Beats Fit Pros, which are game changers. Game the noise canceling on these things make the noise canceling on the AirPod Pros look like kindergartner designed the noise canceling because they are so good. Okay, so like noise canceling, way way better. Fit, way way better. They never fall out of my ear because they've got the little thing where it like kind of like scoops up and like fits, sits inside of your ear uh, on on your little ear canals. <laughs> Little, you know, little race car things that you, that that racetrack in your ears. So, so it sits up in there. So, okay, sound is redonkulous Fit amazing, um, and uh, noise canceling next level. All of those beat the AirPods. Here's the problem: the microphone. Horrible. I literally I can't talk to somebody. And this could be a game changer for some of you guys. I don't talk to a lot of people on the phone, um, but when I do and I have those on, they can't hear me. I have to literally turn Bluetooth off and put the phone up to my ear. So the microphone on those things are is disastrous. So there, there you go. The, those are my thoughts. I, I think they're better uh, than the AirPods, AirPod Pros. Um, I love my Beats. So yes, I'm not going back. I love them. Thanks for the question. I told you this was going to be random. I told you. Um, this is a great question. Are you ever willing to open... Or waive your speaker's fee to speak to smaller groups. Uh, yeah, I do it all the time. Like I, I spoke to um, like a, a PTA in um, here in Nashville, in my hometown. Um, I've spoke I've spoken to a lot. Now, here's here's the thing that I need people to realize. Right, is like this is how I make a living. So I have to find pockets in my schedule, um, and my schedule is what sets up my budget which sets up how we live which sets up paying for college for my kids like all those things right so if there's ever pockets um, I would love to you know be able to speak to smaller groups that may not have a budget uh, available so say say like I so say for instance like here I am in Sacramento I'm speaking tomorrow I'm getting paid to speak at a conference tomorrow um, I'm kind of free on Wednesday night here. You know, if there was somebody that needed me, you know, wanted to ask if I could speak on Wednesday night, you know, if I'm not exhausted from my day's travels or whatever, I might be able to fit it in. So, all of that to say, um, yes, like I'm, I, I would, I've done it before. I will do it in the future. Um, But it it really all has to do with kind of where, where I'm at with my speaking schedule. Um, How do you keep saying, oh, I love, I love your name, imperfectly perfect Tiff how do you keep sane slash enjoy social media when there's such hot button topics, hot button topics all the time? Uh, I think this speaks a little bit to, um, you know, just to the answer two questions ago. I just, I'm just careful to not, um, not consume all the time, especially the hot topic stuff. And I like unfollowed so many people I've unfollowed so many people. Um, Some people that are even my friends, I've unfollowed them hold on, I'm moving my mic. Um, because they, they were just, it was just hot topic nonstop. And it was like opinions on hot topics. And oh man, it's, I mean, everyone's got an opinion, right? Like those are not hard to come by. Um, and it, it does, it gets exhausting. So yeah, I had to unfollow a bunch of people. Um, you know, I, I do, you know, I follow Sharon, our friend and Um, but I even know, even with some of Sharon's stuff that I'm like, you know what, like today, I'm not going to like, like today I don't, I don't need to, um, go through all her stories because it's going to overwhelm my soul. So like, you have to know, like there's certain days, like, you know, during summer 2020, there's some people that had to unfollow me because I was speaking so much on the issue of race because it was really important. Um, but they, they, they've told me like, Hey, I just couldn't do it every day, which was totally understandable. So, yeah, you know, I get it. Um, Unfollow people. Make sure that you're taking care of your soul, your mental health. Um, And and realize that there's not going to be less hot topics, right? I literally could say waffles or pancakes and people would argue. Yeah, I mean, I mean, until they're blue in the face, everything is a hot topic. Um, Okay. We and GAP. I like that name. Where, oh no, maybe it's when gap. <laughs> Sometimes I read things. Um, how would you compare living in California to Tennessee with Tennessee? Oh, great question. Um, well, obviously I love Tennessee. I've been here for 12 years, 11 years here. Actually I'm there cause I'm in California right now as I'm recording this, but um, we love it. I love the, I love fall. I love winter uh, in Tennessee. Um, what I do, don't love is the lack of diversity and the lack of culture um you know when, when i land here in california you know when i got off the plane today in sacramento i just saw like people were speaking spanish and there's all these mexicans and i was just like oh my gosh like, i miss this um so yeah the lack of diversity is um is a, is struggle it's it's a, it's on the struggle bus in middle tennessee uh but besides that we really love it you know we really do um and also california you know um, I've said it before the podcast. Um, so, you know, even today, like in Sacramento, like it just looks tired. Like it needs like a, like a vacation, you know, like the roads and the fields and maybe some water. Um, yeah, man, California, y'all, y'all need to, y'all need to lay off some of these resources around here. Like it is, it is, it is looking rough. Um, <laughs> not all of it. Uh, but okay. I don't want to get in trouble with you guys with my California friends. Um, restaurants in Nashville you love top two, Rolf and Daughters and Kane Prime. There you go. K-A-Y-N-E Prime. Just hopping through. Um, You know what we're going to do? We are going to take a sponsor break right now. uh, And then we'll be back for a few more questions. All right, Human Hope Familia, I've got a movie for you. If you're looking for a hilarious and lighthearted movie to watch with the whole family, then you need to make plans right now to see Family Camp, okay? It's the first feature film by the Skit Guys exclusively in theaters on May 13th. The movie follows two opposite families, okay, polar opposites, that find themselves sharing a cabin, oh my gosh, nightmare, for a week away at camp. With the highly coveted camp trophy at stake, Dad's Tommy and Eddie, they end up lost in the woods after a comedy of errors and mishaps. Now listen, my brother's named Eddie, so already like I'm I'm in. As everyone's desperately trying to search for their whereabouts, the dads are forced to work together if they hope to find their way back to camp. And a little caveat here I need to let you guys know that my daughter's boyfriend's mother heatherland is starring in this movie <laughs> is it, i mean if that, if that's not reason enough to go get yourself some tickets i don't know what is okay listen it's a comedy fit for the whole family for more information or to find tickets to a theater near you visit familycampmovie.com that's familycampmovie.com hey there All right, we back. Um, I love this question about faith. Mother Tucker, what a great name. Are you being funny with that name or is that really your name? Um, I struggle with my brain questioning my faith a lot. It hurts my heart. Any advice? Yeah, it's a great, great question. Um, first of all, I would say yes, because I do that too. You know, um, when, when I, sometimes when I start to think, like really hard, which I think is great. I think Jesus and God is not, they're not scared of your brain. Okay, they're not scared of your thoughts. Um, They're just not. Um, I mean, go back to episode, what was the episode with Derek? Go back to episode 47 uh, with Derek Webb and deconstructing. Like God was not scared of me having that conversation with Derek. God was not scared of me hearing some things from Derek and going, huh, oh, maybe you're right. Right. So, so first of all, God gave you your brain. Um, So like, don't freak, don't, you know, don't freak out when you start doubting things in your faith um, and questioning things in your faith. Like it's not, that's not scary. I I do. I, this happens to me a lot because what, what happens is um, I, this is how my brain works. I just think like, okay, so wait a second. I'm banking, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear, if you're a Christian, I want you to hear this. I'm banking everything on the fact that there was a man 2,000 years ago that was walking around the world, not really the world, one tiny part of the world. um, And he told everybody that he was the son of God and then he was murdered. And then people said, according to the Bible and these letters that he rose again and then he ascended to heaven and now he has left a spirit or a ghost um, to talk to us when and guide us on a daily basis. Okay. That sounds crazy, right? Like, like when you say that my brain immediately goes to, okay, Carlos, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that that is you're you're an idiot. Um so let, let me just tell you kind of where my brain goes, you know, and then so like there's there's actually a a scripture, um, let me see if I can find it, that that I pray in this moment um all the time. Let me see. Oh, come on. I am I am the worst live producer. Here it is. Uh, Mark 924. Um, and I love it. Um, it's uh here we go. The man came up to Jesus and and he says, In seeking the Lord's help, a man came to Jesus once, fell to his knees weeping, and said, I love this. I believe, help my unbelief. Isn't that crazy? He said, I believe, help my unbelief. I mean, if that is not the picture of what my brain is, I don't know what it is. I, I believe, but can you help my unbelief? Because I do like in my heart of hearts, like I know, like I've seen my life change. I, you know, I hear from God, all these things, but then, you know, every once in a while I put my head down and I'm like, is this all for real? But like, like I'm putting all, I'm putting all my chips, I'm I'm going all in on this story. Am I, am I, Am I wrong? And I don't think God's scared of that. I, I think it's, I think so many of us avoid questioning. And I think God loves our questions, you know, because inevitably where it takes me is to a place of this. I mean, this is where I went last week when I was having a little bit of unbelief. Uh, oh, oh, cause we're, we're in, we're, I'm, I'm doing this like Monday night class on healing. Uh, and it's rocking my world, but a lot of it, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, did, did that really happen? Like, uh, you know, people are sharing testimonies of healing and stuff. And I'm like, I mean, but really like maybe the doctors were wrong initially. And so you really didn't get healed. You just never had it. Right. Like that. that's my unbelief. Lord, help my, unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief. And this is what happened. So that night I'm just, I get in my head and I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know if I believe anything. Am I a Christian anymore? Like what is even happening? And I'm laying in bed having these crazy thoughts. But then I think to myself, i like, this is so vulnerable. So please protect my sweet little heart as I share this. Okay. You're going to, you're going to laugh. But I start thinking, this is how I find my way back. But Okay, so if if we just came from a big bang somewhere, right? This is, this is me thinking. Like if there was nothing, how was there nothing and then there's something? Like I love, I, I love my wife. I love a lot of you guys. I I cry, I feel like my my love and these feelings, like you somebody's trying to tell me that that came from like an, an explosion in the in the universe somewhere, from a little piece of matter that Exploded in a bang and suddenly now there's these living, loving, breathing humans that have evolved and are, but we have souls and we think and we feel and like, where did those feelings, like there has to be a God. I just, that's right. It it takes me there. There can never, like if, what was the bang? Where'd the bang come from? Bang had to come from something. There had to, there can, something can't come from nothing. So there has to always be something. So, like, my brain immediately just goes to, and then I start researching oh, this is a, such a rabbit show, big bang theories. and like, I go to like secular um physio atom and nucleus people, uh, and I start re- listening to them and how the, and the more they talk, the more I'm like, it's <laughs> it's actually impossible that there's not a God. It's actually impossible, right? And so, like, I start to convince myself through my unbelief. It's like the more I research that God isn't real, the more I find he is. So all of that to say, I don't think he's scared of your doubts. I don't think God is scared or worried when you question um, or when your kids question. So thanks, Mother Tucker 3. I love that question. Um, Oh, (laughs) Karen 410. All right. I got a new puppy this week. Did you crate train? My pup hates it with a passion. No sleep. Okay. So yes, um, we created him. And I am just going to give you what I dropped money on a dog training course. Okay. I'll just tell you it's how to train a dream dog. Google it pay whatever it, it, all the money. I listened By this point, this was like a weekend. My dog hated the crate and I'm sleeping on the sofa. I haven't slept in my bed in a week because we have the other dog in our bedroom and I don't want to keep it up and yada, yada, yada. And so I, I, um, was like desperate for sleep. And so like I paid, I don't I don't know. It was like 120 bucks for this course. Maybe it was only 79. And the course, like in two days, got my dog, like loving the crate. So it, it's, it's an amazing course. I'm, I follow them on in Instagram, how to train a dream dog. Um, there you go. Amazing. Um, how do we talk about deconstruction in church? Talk about it. Just don't be scared to talk about it. You, do you know how many people in your church? Okay, I'm going to talk to like church staff for a second. Do you know how many people in your church are deconstructing right now? Like this isn't new. Like deconstructing your faith isn't new um, at all. Okay. Uh, again, go back to my conversation with Derek, uh, episode 40, something to learn about his, his deconstruction, but also do you know how many people on your staff like pastors and directors that are deconstructing right now? Right. Like, like I sat in my bed the other night and deconstructed, right? Like I'm like, do I even believe this? Do I even believe that there's a dude that that died and rose again? Right. So, we're constantly deconstructing and constructing. I feel like, like, it's just, it's, it's become like a, a hot topic word that we don't need to be scared of. Um, yeah, guys, I mean, I don't know about you, but, but I'm tired of hearing myself talk, but I also love your questions. Um, and I think we need to do more of this. I think we need to do more of this, but I also think that I need to Edit this podcast and get it out to you guys because I've got to speak at nine thirty tomorrow morning, um, and I'm gonna try with everything Instafamilia. If you're listening, we may have a late night Instafamilia meetup tomorrow night. Like, like it may be like nine thirty p.m. So there may only be like one or two of you that show up, um, but I'm gonna to try to do a Sacramento Insta Familia meetup uh, with you guys. So listen. I am so appreciative that you guys tried something new with me. This maybe you may hate it. I may look at the downloads and be like, "Okay, we got to go back to guests." Um, but I, f- I felt like this was good. I, I don't know for me, like it, it felt good. I'm you know maybe could have organized questions a little bit better. Maybe we'll do like a faith Q and A or a parent Q and A, all those things. Maybe we can organize it better that way. But. It is what it is. I kind of like the randomness of this. I'm just kind of a random guy. Okay, that is it. I'm so grateful that you guys are hanging out with me another week here on the Human Hope Podcast. I love you. What is, what's the most important thing you can do? Share this podcast. Also, um, rate and review it and make sure that you subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe. It really helps the show grow. I love you. And with that, I will see you next week on another episode of Human Hope.